things that that's an Orwellian technique a Marxist technique to focus on and emotionalize and horribleize these less than two percents and then dramatize it and then use that to justify elective abortion, which is what we're talking about. Elective abortion is 98% of all abortions. They set up shop in, in uh, low-income, pri primarily minority areas. They do that on purpose. The bills that they that we've passed in California, they they have a disparate racial impact. You can point to that and look at that. And when yet when you point something like that out, you say, look, you're targeting minority poorer communities that you're called racist. So we're now having a potential conflict between state laws against pedophilia, rape, uh, you know, incest, things like that, and reproductive freedom, which is now a constitutional you know, right in California. That Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have a great show coming for you today. It's different than I usually do. I have Susan Swift coming, and she is a right-to-life activist. You know, I really don't like to usually talk about abortion on my shows. It's a topic that brings up so much tension on all sides, so much emotion. I've always felt that abortion was something I just couldn't win at. And because I, I like to have good conversation, I like to be the devil's advocate, I like to bring up, you know, all sorts of questions. But people are, are so set in their ways on both sides that. All I will do is offend by just asking questions. And so I'm going to warn you, this is going to be an offensive show probably for everybody, but I think it's beyond time that we start having these conversations. What's going on in California and what they're trying to push through in states like mine has forced us to have these conversations. They are putting in place, and in California it's already the law, that a child, a baby that's born, can be killed up to 28 days. We're going to talk about this on this show. They come up with BS as to why it's okay and that if something happened in utero that they can kill it afterwards. But I got to tell you, you cannot investigate it. You can't do anything. So if a baby dies within 28 days and somebody decides they want to stab it, in California, all they have to do is claim something happened to the baby in utero. They can't investigate it. They can't do anything. It's the law of the land in California. I think it's unconstitutional. It's against human rights. Once a baby's born, it's a human being legally. I, you know, you can argue what it is. I think it's a child in your in your womb. But regardless, legally, it's a human being. It's an American citizen, and it should have the rights under the Constitution. So I think just based on that, it's unconstitutional. And I do think they'll be able to overturn it just based on that. I mean, this is just absurd kind of laws they're trying to put in place. Problem is we're way in front of this, we're way early, and so they're gonna pass more of these these ridiculous post-birth abortion bills in multiple states before we're able to knock it down in the Supreme Court. And our justice system is so corrupt. Oh my God, it has nothing to do with the law anymore. They are bought off because we don't have a jury system running things. Judges make decisions in so many of these cases and they're just bought off. And so we have so many problems here that we have to get through, but it's beyond time that we start addressing this and have meaningful conversations with people who are more, you know, who don't like these kind of controversies, who don't really like to talk about it, who are more in the middle. We're not the extreme, but it's past time. And so I wanna just warn you, this is offensive. I'm gonna be bringing up all sorts of things. Personally, I would never, ever, ever 
have an abortion. I hope my family never has an abortion. But I do have some questions. I'm going to just tell you my own opinion. I do have some issues legislatively on how we deal with two rights that conflict with each other. The right of life of a child and the right to control your own body. Because the right to control your own body is just as big of a deal as a child to have rights. And I know there's all sorts of angles on the fact that you made that decision once you decided to get pregnant and have intercourse and there's all sorts of stuff. And we're going to talk about that. But I got to tell you, from a legislative standpoint, I, I'm not so sure if you can, if you can legislate ethics, if you can change the culture. I think it's something between you and your God and what you did to your own child. That's why if my child got pregnant, I would support her to the end. This is just, we've gone way too far and it's way too extreme and there's so many other agendas here and we have to put a stop to this. It's absolutely crazy. And let me give you an example of what happens in, in our state in some of these schools and why it's important that the culture changes we have one side of the culture saying, you know, pretty much advocating abortion. They want babies to be killed in the womb because they want to decrease population. Then we have another side, and my daughter's school, and I took her out of this school, but she was there until she was a ninth grader. Kids that got pregnant in high school, they couldn't go to this school. It was a Christian school, and if they got pregnant, they'd get kicked out. So... That's the other extreme is that we shun these girls that get pregnant. Now, I understand the argument that you don't want to promote it and what that causes, but it also promotes this abortion culture because you want to get an abortion at all costs because otherwise your family shunned and you can't go to the school where your friends are, so you go get an abortion. And that would be enough incentive to get a back alley abortion. That I do agree with. And so until we change the culture in this country where we don't have these extremes, I don't know what we can do about some of the, the more common sense legislation. That being said, we're not talking common sense anymore. We're talking extremes. And that's why I wanted to talk to Susan Swift today. She's right on. I agree with her 100% when it comes to my own family, my own body. But when it comes to legislation, I, I don't know. I, I think we need to have some wisdom here. But again, we're talking about extremes. We're talking about a baby's human rights. We're talking about a U.S. citizen that's being killed. And this is way beyond what is normal and what normal, rational human beings would find as good for society. And so we need to address that. And I also want to tell you, her website, righttolifeleague.org, is down just as I'm recording it. And they're under attack all the time. And I got to tell you, it's just wrong that these people can't work with these young girls and help them through their issues. We're going to talk about all this, how they're all under attack. We need these clinics helping these young girls that are pregnant to find alternatives. If they don't want to keep the baby, there's alternatives for adoption. We need these organizations to help these women and they're being under attack. This is an example of how their website is under attack right now. As I'm airing this show, as I'm recording this, their website is down. I'll keep you posted as it goes up, but they're under attack constantly. And we talk about that right now. And I got to tell you, we are all facing this assault, whether it's your right to speak or your right to hear what others have to say. My state of Minnesota, which once was a really great state, I love the people here. 
but you know they've gone off the deep end and i right now there's a legislation going through to remove public funding for high school students to get college credit at a college that has a faith-based statement so there are thousands of kids and this has been going on for four decades we've had a really nice stable program where high school students can get college credits there are thousands of kids right now that are enrolled in colleges that have a faith-based statement as part of their college. My kids went to high schools that are Christian-based. There's nothing wrong with it. There's That's a great education, but now they're taking that away and say, we will not allow you to get college credits through, the, we won't pay for it if it has a faith-based statement. That is a violation of our First Amendment rights. We have the right to worship where we worship. So we've got a lot of fights on our hand, and that's why the new censored conference, it's the United for Free Speech, we're putting on the censored conference. It's a series of conferences where I'm bringing you censored people, highly censored people that you need to hear, and we're going to be talking about all sorts of issues, and we're going to be raising funds to combat this, to pay for lawsuits that are in the works, to reinitiate the lawsuit against Google that I was part of. We need money, though, to do that. I wish we didn't. This organization is, is mostly going to be run by volunteers. We do have to pay people to do work. They need to eat, so we need to raise money. Just like Benjamin Franklin said, though, freedom of speech is a principal pillar of a free government. When this support is taken away, the constitution of a free society is dissolved and tyranny is erected on its ruins. We are so close to that right now, and we need to fight every way we can. But I really need some volunteers for this. We specifically are looking for people with skills in video editing and marketing where they can put videos together and we can create uh, commercials and advertisements. We really want to get the word out on our conference. So if you have that skills and are willing to donate time for that, can you please contact me on my email at sarahw.galaxconsulting.com, S-A-R-A-H-W at galax, G-A-L-E-X, consulting.com. Please contact me about that. And lastly, I want to remind people of our solutions document. Me and Dr. Joan Newsma put this together. It is for people who've received the jab or around those who may be shedding, which is basically all of us. We have solutions that are both mainstream and cutting edge that have been showed to produce results in peer-reviewed legit studies. And so take a look at that and please share that with others. And while you're on my website, remember to sign up for my newsletter. There are people being unsubscribed. I'm having all sorts of issues with Gmail, so it could be a Gmail thing too, but people are being unsubscribed all over the place. If you are not getting my newsletter and you've subscribed to it in the past, just please try to subscribe again because we're so many seeing so many issues with Gmail right now, which is a Google-owned service. You might want to think about getting off Gmail because Gmail is really a problem. We see it big time. I'm seeing uh, emails bounce left and right from Gmail. And people in my industry are really struggling to communicate if they are on Gmail. So I just want to warn you, you might want to get off of that if that's a service that you're using. And while you're at my website, please support my affiliates. That's how I keep this show going. That's how I support my work because I'm not going to be paid from United for Free Speech. I'm not going to be paid for all the work I do there. I'm getting paid for the work I do here through my affiliates that allows me to donate my time to better causes and to bring you as much good information as I possibly can. Okay, let's get into this really important discussion with Susan Swift from the Right to Life League. 
Hi, Susan. Thank you so much for joining the program. This is going to be a really good conversation. I'm very glad to be with you, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Well, I, I know that this is a really heated conversation for people, but I want to ask you because I think it went from something that was relatively rational where intellectual people can have conversations knowing that there is a conflict between two rights, the right of a human being, meaning a woman, um, but she's a human being to control her body, which we saw a lot with the COVID debate. We want to control our body. So screw you and leave me alone. However, there's also a very competing right of a human being who is growing inside that person. And so there has, for years, the debate has been fairly rational amongst most human beings that there are two rights that are conflicting. But we have gone over the frickin' ledge, and this is no longer a rational debate anymore. And these, there is a, a push to make abortion legal in all cases, even after the child is born. What in the heck is going on? I mean, that is, this has just completely gone off the rails. Yeah. Well, I'll give you a little bit of background about me first so that um, your listeners know who I am. Perfect. Uh, my name is Susan Swift, and I am the Vice President of Legal Affairs at the Right to Life League. The Right to Life League is America's first pro-life organization. We were founded in 1967, long before Roe versus Wade. Um, it was a group of doctors and lawyers and concerned citizens that got together, <clears throat> pardon me, and went up up to Sacramento to lobby then-Governor Ronald Reagan against signing the first therapeutic abortion bill. And after they met with him, the, the meeting actually was supposed to be 15 minutes. It went more than an hour. And afterwards, Reagan finally understood what abortion was. Up until that point, he really didn't. And that is where a, a lot of the confusion and, and misinformation about abortion really comes from, from you know more than 50 years ago. Uh, that's the idea that, well, it's just a clump of cells, it's product of conception, as though there's no human being, as though this, this individual is, is somehow um, part of the woman's body and not a distinct entity of itself. That that started, you know, more than 50 it, years ago. Know, back I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I had somebody talk to me and say, Sarah, don't um, talk about a baby as a baby. The word baby isn't right. They're a fetus. <laughs> That's not, and right. I was, I, I, I never changed They're my using science. Let's use scientific terms. Let's follow the science. Right. You even said when that that what? was the, the prop, the legal term that you should be using when you're talking. That, that's otherwise it's not law. It's not legal. I'm like, I no, don't give a, a crap. A I'm talking, term. but go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> that's a medical term. That, that, what now it's funny that now they want to say, follow the science, because if you follow the science, even Dr. Fauci would have to agree that conception begins at, you know, life begins at conception. That's when it happens, when you get your unique DNA, when you are, when you are, when the essence of your body is, is, is fixed in, at a moment in time, that's at conception. That, and then what happens from there is you continue to develop from that moment from a single cell organism until you're 87 years old or 93 years old, that's right. you are developing. And that's, that is just natural science in any, in any, you know, in any scientific course, when you have to, a, a mammalian uh, science, when they look at, you know, a plant, yeah. if you plant the seed and it starts to grow, that's life. That's life. It's life. It's exactly. just life. And so, yeah. so you might want to debate. Is, yeah, the science pretty, is on. Yeah. The, 
the science is on our side. The, the science is on our side, uh, and so is the the morality of it. And now the law is as well. As and well. I could, but it, and, and hold on a second. <laughs> I can understand people are going to get mad at me here, but we have to. I I have to like put some of these things out here. Um, I can understand people having uh, debate about um, because it's a human. It, it's such a hard thing. I would. I want to put that. I would never have an abortion myself. Never have. I never want my children to. But from a legislative standpoint, I can see the debate between um, the right of a human being and the right of your body. So I, I think that you lose that right once you make a decision to have sex and to do all those things. Obviously, However, <laughs> that I is am... something we can debate about. But we're talking something totally different now, aren't we? Right. Well, yeah. And I'm 100%, 100% pro-choice before conception. Okay. Before conception, <laughs> before that, you know, you, you, you want to do whatever you want to do with your body. And I still maintain women must of course have autonomy over their body, just as men, as men must have autonomy over their body. And I don't want to government. Forced. Okay. Now I don't you're, wanna... okay, go ahead. I don't want a government tell me I, either, but no, but I, there I, is I, the issue of if you're forced to, to conceive, now you didn't have control of your body. Now you have yeah, a baby. Yeah, well, that, and I just want to know who in the government, since because people are actually saying that, who in the government is forcing women to get? No, pregnant? I'm talking if you if you got raped or if you. Um, okay. No, but that but that's not the government. No, 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 that, no, 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 not, no. no. I'm just saying there's the rational dis. But there is still. I mean, let's just say there are rational discussions to be had. I realize there's a human life in there who's completely oh, sure. innocent and is a victim if they're ever, I mean, there is that human life. I'm never going to disagree with you, but then there is that right of control of your body and you could be forced, you could be turned into a freaking baby farm. And I know they do that to women. They force them to be pregnant and rape them. There are not, the, there wait, are, but who is they? Who? I, 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 okay. As a journalist, I, I, I've done research of knowing, especially in other countries, but there are, well, that's other countries. And, no, and I know, I know, but, agree, but, but, but hold on, hold on. I, I know that there are baby farms where, especially for the satanic, um, growing of, of, um, fetuses or babies. I don't want to ever say fetus, so they can have babies to, um, what do you call it? To, well not to abort but also sacrifice. for sacrifice they might right. want them to grow longer so they can actually sacrifice them so there are baby farms for that purpose i know that i know for a fact i've talked to it i've seen the witnesses let's that's a let's accept that I, i'll totally accept that yes um so and, there and are is, go ahead and that is where as law enforcement and everything we should be shutting that down that that should never happen I, we should never ever ever allow uh, an entity that claims to be a religious organization or a governmental organization or any other private corporation i can imagine scenarios probably out of china where they might force women to become pregnant and use crispr technology on them to create an edited human genome and and raise a super master race a la hitler we what we are able to do with science right now would make right. um, goebbels thrilled okay hitler oh, and that's the, right we are way beyond what what hitler's master 
race was. So I'm absolutely 100% with you. There should be no government entity, no private entity, and no religious entity that is forcing women, that are capturing women, raping them, and forcing them to become pregnant and editing their genes and things like that. That, that Let's take that off the table. Because well, I, I would like to take it off the table because it is a reality. I mean, there is some of that. Okay, but but, but okay, let's but talk about Sarah, the, the, but Sarah, the... then the woman doesn't have... Then you're, but you still, if the woman is captured in that scenario, she doesn't have a choice, right? She is under duress. She is being forced. That's so right. we can all agree that that the the that that raping her like that that is a moral wrong. It it, it is completely something that should never happen. So we can take that off. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to about... take some things off the table here because I yeah. want to get to the meat of what we're here to talk about, right? Which is the yeah, majority. Let's and that's the... but but I want to also talk about there are young girls who are raped by their dads and and then forced. I mean there are awful situations. Okay, that's why I always think wisdom needs well, to come into at, this. Let's look at the statistics then. The statistics that we okay. have that are available to us. And a lot of places will not report it, like California uh, and other it's, states. It's rarer. Uh, so it's not the most common scenario. I, I, I do. I just want to say, I, 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 I'm with I you have on all that. I have for you. If you want to go onto our website, you can. It's righttolifeleague.org, righttolifeleague.org. And I wrote about it. I believe if I have it right, the, the stats that I have is it's less than 0.5%. So it's less than half of a percent, the rate. Okay. Incest, the, those okay. things. Okay. We're talking about a very, very, even if we're talking 1%, we are talking, let, let's let's assume that I've got my, that it's, it's double the number that I'm saying and, and we're really at 1%, okay? Let's, let's set aside the 1% and say that is morally wrong. A girl should never be raped by her father, by her uncle, by, by anyone ever. That, that, that should never happen. Who's ever doing it? I don't care if they're coyotes, uh, you know, transporting women across the border. That's happening. The, the, the sex yeah, trafficking yeah. across our southern border. And they're, they're impregnating girls and, and maybe hoping Gang to get to America and then and give birth to babies here as anchor babies. That's all wrong. That's all sick. But we're talk we're still talking about the fringes. We're talking about the one percent. And right. if you and I and and the rest of um, America could agree on the one percent and say, you know, there's no we we're not talking about any other scenarios. I'm sure we could solve that. Let's talk about the ninety eight to ninety nine percent, which are elective abortions. Okay. This is not okay. the cases of rape. This is not the case of incest. This is not the the cases of. Um, uh, the, uh, the endangering of the woman's health either because when you when you group the 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 danger to the woman's health rape and incest all together is a, like two percent okay well we, uh, hold on okay. so the two percent the data that's sure. great so two percent we should be able to have a rational conversation Absolutely on how to solve should. this stuff because it is a tr sure. it is an issue now that the the left is taking that two percent i don't even say the left i'm going to say the crazy people because I, I think rational people wouldn't be doing this. They're t the, the crazy people are taking the 2% and turning it into all and ignoring the 98% and saying the 98% can do something awful because this 2% needs that Correct. here. That, now, we do need to solve that 2% because that's abusive and, and hardcore. But right. this 98%, yeah. now we're in a really bad situation. So let's talk about, now that we've gotten that off the table, because we have to acknowledge that because I don't want to not acknowledge that and then have people say, yeah, but there's these issues. Yeah, we know we're acknowledging them. We got, we got to deal with it, but we're going to talk about the 98% in this interview.
Right. Okay. The, and just Let's just go. to remind to remind your listeners that those, that's an Orwellian technique and a Marxist technique to focus on and emotionalize and horribleize these less than two percent and then dramatize it and then use that to justify elective right. abortion, which is what we're talking about. Elective abortion is 98% of all abortions. That this, These are women who just, they, they don't feel comfortable becoming a parent. And in 2014, we have data from the Guttmacher Institute, which is the arm of Planned Parenthood, the data gathering arm of Planned Parenthood. And they have lots of stats. In 2014, they, they did a, you know, a study and they found that about 73% of women who chose abortion indicated that they did so because they felt that they had no other choice. That's not a choice. They felt that they were they were desperate. They didn't have they didn't have the they didn't have the means to, you know, be become a parent, you know, they didn't have the finances. That's not a choice. That's something that we can all get around and say, well, well, my gracious, you need you need housing, you need support, you need um counseling all of those things you need those are those that's 73 percent of abortions that shouldn't be happening just simply because they don't have the resources and they're feeling desperate for whatever reason that's something that we can talk about as well but most of the most of these abortions are you know the women are facing them and they are elective because sorry because they they are because they are desperate because they are concerned for whatever reason but it is not for the for their physical health, and it is not because of rape or incest. So yes. the, the the large majority of these things are 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 elective. And remember, we've been sold this for more than fifty years, beginning with um, the pill as a contraception device, right? To to encourage women to have uh, sex at any time that they want to, to basically be like you know men, not even men. You can't call them men because they're males, okay? To basically just have sex at free will and and to disregard any kind of uh, basic morality or self-respect, right? That's when it started is you can take a pill and that will suppress your ovaries from ovulating. I mean, th talk about, we're, we're, we're in, I, I live in California and everybody's all about organic chicken and organic fresh fruits and everything. And yet we have women who are taking pills that shut down their ovaries, that, that hormonally compress suppress their ovaries so that's a separate issue i mean that's a separate i mean people can have control of their body and figure out ways but not it, to get pregnant in the first place and stuff but exactly but that but, feeds into abortion it feeds into it because you're already justifying you're saying oh well i didn't want to become pregnant i took the pill and now i'm pregnant i don't want to be a parent well you oh i see choice, where you're getting it you're saying that i made my choice i'm not being irresponsible right. i tried not to get pregnant and i still did right. Okay, well, now that, but that I, is a small, okay, but now that's the 2%, isn't Isn't that justified a, to kill this baby? Okay, hold on a second. But isn't mm -hmm. that now talking about the very, very small percent that I'm trying to get off the table as well? You know what I'm saying? Because how many people, how likely is it that you um, are on a birth control process and you get pregnant anyways, if you're doing it right? I, I, I don't have that data that what I have in my head from just long ago is about six to 8%. Oh, so really? it's still, it low. is high, still but, it, but yeah. it's higher than I thought. I thought if you have your act together, I you, could, I could be wrong. I, mean, I thought it I, was it, like, like one, less than 1%. Honestly, I thought it was less than 1%. I think it depends on the method that you're using. I okay. think that the different, different methods have different statistical, um, rates well, if of you're shield. using something that is a shield of that only shields that can not work 8% of the time, you better use two methods and better get a condom on <laughs> right. it. I'm sorry. But again, we're off, we're off your topic. Well, I know we're off topic, but I'm just exactly. saying, 
that now you're irresponsible again because you use a method that didn't work very well. There are methods that work at almost 99, over 99%. So that again, what I'm saying is the the responsible people that tried and then it failed is still in the very, very, very fringe minority. Yes. And it's off. We can deal with something. We can at least have a rational conversation on some of that stuff. But now we're back to talking about the 98%. I want to talk about the bulk of the issues because we're watching horror happen in front of our eyes. And we, what is going on? What is their true goal? Because the true goal isn't for the health of these women. Correct. Because we know that women who have abortions are the majority of them are absolutely traumatized for the rest of their life. That that is that I don't have stats on this, but that is that is very much anecdotal information that we know as well. It is it is something that is traumatizing. It stays with a woman for 20, 30 years that they regret their abortion. But a lot of what we're talking about, the the 98%, if you will, we're talking about an abortion that is used as a form of birth control after conception. That's what we're talking about. That's why we have laws in states like Texas and Louisiana and Florida that restrict abortion past a certain gestational age. Those are a lot of people call them reasonable restrictions on abortion because you're saying, well, this baby is now six weeks old. It has a heartbeat. Uh, this baby is 15 weeks old and can feel pain. Those are the those are the lines that different states have drawn based on where they they are trying to balance the yeah reasonable people in our past and try to come up with balancing out your right and all these other issues right. with the right of right. the life of the child but we're way is, beyond that, that right what, now we we are talking right, we are because, we are talking total what, sickness of what they're trying to push Right. What 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 the HHS is trying to do? This is this is because of Dobbs. Dobbs overruled Roe versus Wade. Roe versus Wade was the the great big federal boot on the neck of all of the states, saying there's a right to abortion, uh, and we're going to balance it based on the trimester system, viability, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The Dobbs court overruled that and said we don't have that jurisdiction. We are a court of limited authority, as the Supreme Court, and this is an issue for the states. Therefore, all of the states then put uh, reasonable restrictions uh, based on what they think is correct for their for their constituents. That's why we're talking about Texas, Louisiana, Florida, and different places. All right. Now, what what that that has not set well with the pro-aborts, these people who are determined to codify Roe versus Wade. And they started demanding Biden. Biden basically wrote to or communicated to uh, Javier Becerra, who is the head of HHS, and said, you've got to do something about this. You must make sure that Roe versus Wade is codified. We've got to get uh, abortion into these pro-life states. And so Javier Becerra has now admitted in, a, in an, uh, a t uh, an article that the Epic Times put out, I think he was talking to Axios, he said, yes, I am waiting for professionals and doctors in the field, who would that be? That would be abortionists, yeah, to tell me if there is a public health emergency. Now those are yeah, the doctors who agree with us. We're waiting for the doctors who are politically aligned with Correct. us to tell us what to do because the doctors who aren't politically aligned with us, they're not science. All right, exactly. Because <laughs> so what he's doing, look. But keep going. I'll, I'll it's so obvious. What's going on is that HHS, the, the basically the, the pro-aborts in the Biden administration and, and, and are looking for, please somebody tell me, they're looking to their handlers. They're looking to their lords and masters. Oh, are we in a public healthcare emergency? Exactly, because once, look, if I had told you in 2019 that we were going to have a, a, a crisis, a public 
health emergency declared and that unelected bureaucrats were going to be able to control every aspect of our lives. They were going to lock our businesses down. They were going to force us to wear masks. They were going to force us to get vaccinated if we were going to keep our job. That was a public health emergency. If I had told you that in 2019, you would have said that I was a tinfoil hat wearing conspiratorial person. Right? Uh, yes, I would yes. have. And yet we just, never would have believed what they just did. And they just did us. it. No. That was a public health emergency. Now those, that public health emergency, the COVID one is still in effect. It's going to expire now, at least Biden has indicated that it's going to expire on May 11th. He referenced that in his State of the Union or the State of the Confusion, whatever you want to call that, all right, that he just gave. He said it's going to be expiring. But as Rahm Emanuel would have said, never let a crisis go to waste. So here we have the HHS secretary, Javier Becerra, sorry, department head, Javier Becerra. He is now looking to his his lords and masters in the abortion industry and saying, uh, they're going to tell me if we're having a public health emergency, if we're having a crisis, we're not having enough abortions. We need more abortions in these pro-life states. That's going to be the definition of a new public health emergency. And he has the power to declare a public health emergency. But what is the health, what is the public health emergency? Well, well he's, he's figuring finished. it out. That, what is their BS <laughs> that they're trying to well, figure that, out? That, I mean, he's waiting for the doctors. Yes. He's waiting yes. for the experts to tell, tell him how I can exactly. spin this BS into something that they can that's exactly what is happening right now that literally Sarah, yeah, that is okay. he's saying well i'm listening to doctors and professionals in the field <laughs> to tell me whether Stupid. there is a public health emergency he's waiting for instructions and as soon as the abortion cartel and they're they're aligned with big pharma now because you've got to remember this is also out of the Guttmacher institute 54 percent of all abortions are chemical abortions and that was as of 2020. It might be even more now. It might be closer to 60. They make a lot of money. They on make it. a ton of money. They make a lot this of is, money. But don't brutal. they also use the fetuses for, I mean, the fetuses is the, the big, are a research. big line. Of, they use them for research. Yeah. So they have, they have all these industries lined up needing these, they think yes. they need, they don't, nobody needs any of this crap. But they believe they need this to continue the research they and they do. need you, it to you keep the cash flow going. UCSF is, is, is the, does research on aborted uh, baby tissue and they, they're, they're, harvesting, they're harvesting baby tissues. The, a great place that, that documents it is pro-life SF. They're documenting. There is something to be said for, okay, I, I'm going to keep doing it because I have to do this in this interview and I really apologize, but I have to. There is something to be said about ethical research on on fetuses when or you know babies dead but when you need we need to just like you need to analyze and do research on humans miscarriage yeah i know i get that i know i know how about and so there if the baby has his miscarriage or stillbirth why do we have to kill it Let, let's be very clear what abortion is abortion is the intentional killing of a human being in the womb for the purpose of killing it not, not to save the life of the mother, because if we were talking about saving the life of the mother, again, the less than 2%, we would be talking about delivery. You can save the life of the mother in mere moments with delivery. With second and third trimester abortions, you have to wait days, days to insert okay. the laminaria, expand the, oh, the uterus, all that, it's and awful. get in there. So the, 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 the lie that abortion is healthcare, that was started by Ellen Guttmacher and Margaret Sanger way back in the day. Okay, that's a lie. Abortion is not healthcare. It is simply the guilt well, of okay, a human well, being. That's all it yeah. is. Well, and what, yeah, their agenda though was to depopulate certain communities. Yes, right? Margaret they Sanger. They want, they know, yeah. 
And but I think that agenda is continuing where they Absolutely want to depopulate because it's all in the black communities, and they also want the poor people, yes, to Margaret, people who just Margaret don't have their Sanger's act together. Goal. To Margaret Go Sanger ahead. was a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant who thought Hitler was the bomb. He she thought he was wonderful, and she believed in eugenics, and she didn't want blacks, browns, or Catholics reproducing. So she sold a program to uh, black pastors. She called it the Negro Project. That's her name, and she sold it to them to say, look, you need to contracept and you need to have abortions because that will free you from being, she was trying to explain to Blacks, Browns, and Catholics that by, by their, their own fecundity, their fertility was kind of enslaving them, was keeping them in a, in a, in a poor condition. So if you would just have fewer children, uh, you would be able to get out of poverty. That was how she sold it. So she has, she's a eugenicist from the go and that she is founder of Planned Parenthood. That, that's that's the history of this. No, Planned Parenthood yeah, that, sets up shop. That. They set up shop in, in uh, low-income, pri primarily minority areas. They do that on purpose. The bills that they that we've passed in California, they they have a disparate racial impact. You can point to that and look at that. And when yet when you point something like that out, you say, look, you're targeting minority poorer communities. Then you're called racist. I've been up to Sacramento so many times. They hate me up there. And Senator Comlogger took me on trying basically call me a racist because I pointed out that her bill, Senator Comlogger's bill, had a disparate racial impact on minority communities in the Los Angeles uh, County. But 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 it's, it's like they, they almost don't even know, know their own know. history of what abortion is. It is they population don't. control. Absolutely. It is population control from the get go. And the, the second the, the second thing, it's interesting because Planned Parenthood is now losing market share in all of these these you know states and their and rates of abortion are dropping. And isn't it interesting that that Planned Parenthood and other abortion facilities are now moving towards transgender uh, uh, trans, you know, transitioning? That's population control 2.0, because an abortion only kills one person. <laughs> that's that's what I'm talking about going over the frickin ledge. Right. But because it's not funny here. I know it's not, but I mean, some of this stuff is so insane. I've written articles. I posted articles. I've done show. It, it is insane. But let me ask you, and I, I don't want to cut you off because you're very passionate about this. This is what you fight for every day, all day long. So you, but I have to kind of, you know, ask different questions and stuff. These, these people, they won't, if we cared about women's health, which they always say they do. Yeah then why are they fighting so hard to shut down clinics and things that are helping women um, be able to have their babies and to be able to have, they teach, I have a really good friend who works in an, uh, a clinic that helps moms who are, are soon to be moms have their moms. Now I'm come on. I think they are. You got a little baby inside you, but still soon to be moms who who has proper nutrition and and support and emotional support and just say hey we're here for you we love you we know this is hard and we're here to give you that that support that you so desperately need so that you can be healthy mentally healthy your child can be healthy everybody can win right. those clinics that are beautiful are being attacked and persecuted what the heck oh absolutely that, that, what 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 kind of rationale do they have for going after 
those people well it was what like what do they what's their argument for that they, they don't have an argument other than they want to shut down senator elizabeth warren was the one that was demanding that these pro-life clinics be shut down if you'll recall and in california here uh the attorney general's office this is rob bonta he is threatening pro-life clinics and centers with action uh basically accusing them of fraud and that 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 they are miss uh they, they're guilty of misinformation and disinformation if their website says hey we offer um you know we offer counseling and pregnancy services come in and talk to us they're going to be crawling all over every one of these websites and they're going to be charging them it's a thousand dollars per violation so anytime anybody goes on a website there's a thousand a thousand a thousand they're trying to crush these small uh non-profit corporations who are either medically you know licensed clinics or their counseling centers where they just said look all all they are they're using the first amendment to say you don't have to kill your baby if you want to talk about other options we will big sister you will come alongside right. you we will help you please come on we will we'll give you, you a free love. ultrasound we'll tell you how far along you are and we'll give you options that that don't include abortion and they're being targeted for for termination by the law we th this is it's called a lawfare like warfare but lawfare right so they're using the law as a weapon to shut down speech they don't like this happened in the case nifla versus it's Becerra. all under free speech it, it is it's and all under free these, speech all of these pro-aborts yep. are always trying to force it used to force uh pro-life clinics and centers to advertise for abortion services to force them to give referrals to abortion services and they said well we can't do that that was a whole lawsuit that went all the way up to the supreme court that was nifla versus becerra meaning javier becerra who was you know he was in charge over here in california so they had he was i guess he was probably attorney general at the time i've got it all i don't have it in my head right now but that's how are that you in california started. pardon me are you in the heart of you're oh, in california yes, right yes now? yes we are. well the california has gone off with the flipping cliff and i'm in minnesota which i believe is like their younger sister yeah you guys I mean, are they, I know you are I'll we're the you younger sibling. I don't know what's going on here in the Twin Cities, but I feel like we're the nutbags that are following along you're, with you're, your, you're your nutbags. You're, you're following the abortion crazies. We've already passed here. Well, not just abortion crazies. We're following a whole circle of crazies, <laughs> but abortion is one of them. <laughs> well, we we passed in California. It's just sick reproductive freedom. Now, that's another Orwellian term. We don't know what reproductive freedom means. It sounds really good, though, because it sounds like I'm free from the government and I can just reproduce and do whatever I want, right? I should be able to free to have as many babies as I want or choose not to have babies, right? That sounds great. But we passed uh, Proposition 1, which says the state shall not deny or interfere with an individual's reproductive freedom, including the use of abortion or contraception. That sounds good, but the, the term reproductive freedom is a new term and it's not defined. We went up many times saying, what are you talking about? Are you talking about just abortion? What are you talking about? It includes abortion and, and uh, contraception, but we don't know what else it might be. That could include, let's, we already have rules on our, you know, on the books that say you can't, uh, you know, you can't, uh, rape or you know you, you can't molest children but what if that is my reproductive freedom if i'm creepy uncle joe and i really just like to you know uh have in, uh, relations with girls right 
Is that my reproductive freedom? Does that override uh, laws that are against rape or statutory rape? Or, or does, that, does that override all of the existing rules that we already have? What about um, the technology, assisted uh, reproductive technology? Right now, we regulate that. Well, we used to. We you regulate it to make sure, well, the procedures and the, the medical, uh, the, the drugs that you're giving women to help them reproduce, that, that that's overseen and, and you know, uh, uh, supervised. Well, that interferes with somebody's individual reproductive freedom, right? And the state shall not deny or interfere with reproductive freedom. So does that mean that they can't regulate? What about if it's a private organization, maybe out of China, right? And they set up shop and they want to buy all your eggs and experiment on them. Well, that's reproductive freedom. So they're, they're, we don't know the scope of what reproductive freedom means. And what we've done in California is now we're going to be empowering judges to rewrite what the law is, right? And say, well, uh, you know, if, if, if you really, uh, if you're a, a pedophile, that is a form of reproductive freedom after all. So you should be able to enjoy your reproductive freedom. And I, I the state shall not, you see, it's now part of our constitution. It, it now over, and when a constitutional right is put in, a, you know, in the constitution, it overrides existing state laws. So we're now having a potential conflict between state laws against pedophilia, rape, uh, you know, incest, things like that, and reproductive freedom, which is now a constitutional you know, right in California. That's the crazy that's out here. And it's all about, oh, and it also includes transgender surgeries. What if you're 12 years old and you uh, you believe that you want to be a boy or a girl, right? You wanna, you wanna get services to change your gender, right? Okay, that is now you, the state cannot deny or interfere with your reproductive freedom. That can fall under that category too. So we're, we're, we're opening up a brave new world.